0: Hey guys, you're listening to Tea Time with Tay, a podcast series where I sit down, like I have a choice, brew some tea, and then spill it. Let's start the show. This episode of Tea Time with Tay is brought to you by my company, Cup of Tay Luxury Loose Leaf Teas. Cup of Tay is a loose leaf tea company that gives back to mental health awareness causes and also delivers you the most amazing organic loose leaf teas on the market. It's my guarantee. We have the cutest packaging, very modern and looks amazing in everyone's kitchen, office or makes for a very great gift. To check out Cup of Tay, head to www.cupoftay.com or look for the link in our description and it's at Cup of Tay Shop. On Instagram. But enough about that, and let's get right into the show. All right, guys, I am back. It has been two long years since I've done a podcast. And actually, I have a few other interviews that I'm really excited about lined up. But considering the state of the world right now, I thought it was very important that this be my first podcast back. You'll understand why. You'll probably know why from the title of the episode. But before I do that, I wanted to invite three people onto my podcast who I not only love, I respect, and have very different upbringings in life, very different perspectives in life, and they're contributing to continuing on this journey of raising awareness in their own ways. And I just think it's so special. So I want to introduce you guys to first to Kelsey. Kelsey, you want to say hi to everyone in the podcast?
1: Hey guys, how are y'all doing? I hope you're doing good today.
0: Yes. And Kelsey, you want to tell us maybe just so people have an idea like your age and like where you're from.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, I'm 30 years old. I'm actually from Barrie, Ontario, not too, too far away from you.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. and Kelsey and I actually met through influencing um, because she is one of our biggest influencers for working with Cup and she has been a champion for the brand, but more about that soon. Um, we also have tonight Janessa. I want to say hi to everybody.
2: Hello, everybody. I hope we're all doing well. Um, my name is Janessa and I'm 22 years old and I'm from Brampton, Ontario.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, pretty much family. <laughs> yeah. I've you known Taylor them? for a really,
2: <laughs> really, really long time.
0: Yeah. And the last person we have for my show is someone who is a repeat uh, guest and obviously one of my closest friends in the entire world, Michelle Wolf. Say hi.
3: Hi, everybody. Um, so I am, I guess I'm 34, 35 now, 35 now. It's hard to remember once the age keeps getting up higher there. After
0: 25, it's just (laughs) the same.
3: Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm a country girl born and raised on a farm just outside of Stratford, Ontario. Um, but I am now living in Toronto. Amazing. So
0: everyone, you can turn back on your audios because we're going to get right into it. Uh, so for an overview about a week ago a man was killed his name was george floyd unfortunately he was murdered after a police officer felt fit to um restrain him with his knee on his neck for eight minutes as he pleaded out not only to for help but pleaded out for his mom who we've since found out is deceased which makes it even more jarring of a thought Um, and it was only a few hours ago that we found out that the police officers, all of them are going to be charged. And one before previous to this was, um, already arrested. However, there has been protesting riots and people really raising their voices in a lot of different ways. And it has sparked the conversation on social media that has really, I think, shaken a lot of people. And I kind of wanted to hear a little bit of perspectives from all of you um, about your understanding of what happened and how it felt at first when you started seeing all of these posts back to back of what happened. Maybe Kelsey, you can kick it off for us.
1: Uh, Yeah, no, it's such a sad time for our world. Um, When I first found out about it, Um, I was actually really scared to watch the video because of how sad it actually is to watch. Um, So my husband and I, we actually sat down in bed and we watched the video together for the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, I I shed a few tears, but it's something that I feel that everyone should watch to really understand what we're going through today.
0: And Kelsey, I just, it's not, I don't want this conversation to ever be a... uh, obviously white versus black, but I think for contextually for what we're going to speaking about, cause nobody can see Kelsey is, um, a Caucasian female. And so is Michelle and Janessa is African-American like myself. So, um, for you, Michelle, cause I know this happened a week ago, but we didn't really, you and I sit down and talk about it until like two days ago, I think. Um, at first, what were your thoughts on everything? Um, oh, also because you have a very interesting perspective because you actually, are dating and have been dating Mm -hmm. for the last almost eight years a police
3: officer so and and not only a police officer but also a police officer of color um so with that um i was extremely disturbed and angry and frustrated um when i saw i did watch the footage i wasn't going to um but i did and it's very clear um that it it was not appropriate, you know, for anybody thinking, oh, maybe it could have been misskewed in a different way or whichever. It was. It's. It, was, it should not have happened. That was. Ex- that was murder. Um, and speaking to my boyfriend as well, who is not only a police officer but a police officer of color, um, and he as well agreed. And so, um, I myself, not knowing a lot about this specific topic, you know, I see it here and there every once in a while or whatever um, I, I knew that there I knew I needed to learn more and to really understand what was going on and that I have been um, I've just been avoiding the conversation you being one of my very closest friends and we don't talk about we don't talk about it so yeah.
0: and that's something that I'm very important that I'm gonna go into soon but Janessa so being someone like me who is black in society and again we know we are not Americans. We, because I know a lot of Americans will listen to this, but we are coming from a But we still endure the same things over here, unfortunately. So, from um, a Black woman's perspective, I kind of wanted to hear your initial feelings because it's something we've seen a lot, um, but this time again it feels a little different. So, for you, what was that initial intake process like?
2: For me personally, um, first seeing the video or just going on Instagram, like it's a normal day. Um, and then I see these hashtag popping up. So it leads me to the video. I saw the video and I was just sick watching it first of all, but I also, my thought, like, it's sad that my thought was, oh wow. Like another person's like another person of black persons dying. Oh, okay. Like, Mm -hmm. great. Like I, no one's going to do anything about this. Honestly, I, I didn't really think, um, how much it would spark, but as it went on, I started to really feel it in my bones. Like I feel like my generations, my grandparents, my um, parents literally went through this and we are going through this right now. And I think it's this generation that's going to light it up and make sure that changes of the system of policy changes. So many things happen, but initially seeing that video, I wasn't, maybe I was numb to it, but I looked at it and I felt something of course, but I was also like, this is happening to so many people, like, what are we going to do about it?
0: I think that's so honest, because that's kind of the, I've been a little bit nervous to even say that, but the first time I saw it, I just remember seeing it, not really wanting to watch it, watching it almost casually, which is insane, because any other murder, you would be astonished, but because it happens so often, I just remember watching it, seeing it, not really processing, keep scrolling then I watched it right Kelsey like you kind of watch it you see it you're like that is so messed up Mm -hmm, and then we keep scrolling yeah right did everyone else kind of get that oh yeah
3: I mean I was angry I was really angry but I didn't like after this blackout Tuesday happened prior to that I didn't I didn't research anything else I didn't talk to you about it I wasn't I wasn't making a difference it was just like yeah that really is terrible uh but i wasn't making a change if, yeah. if that makes sense
0: and kelsey right. you kind of felt the same way i did or maybe initially where it kind of is jarring but you, you kept scrolling too right
1: yeah absolutely you just it's just like Vanessa said like any other video you've seen before but this one actually had a huge impact on everyone which it, it should it sh- every video should every yeah you think should.
0: And I think that's why resonated with a lot of people and I think specifically so for anyone who might be hearing this I would find it no no let me not be judgmental for anyone who isn't fully aware of the circumstances regarding the arrest um, for when he was arrested and then from being on the ground to being murdered he was arrested and the police were called initially because he allegedly presented a twenty dollar bill that was fraudulent and the person called the police. And so I think um, why again this one started very quickly to spiral into something so much bigger was it was a nonviolent crime, if you want to even call it a crime. If I could get away with twenty dollars, I mean, but you know, I'm a little bit of <laughs> I can be a little bit of a rubble sometimes. Don't look me up. But Um, I think the minimal (laughs) crime that was committed was really the enraging thing. And the most enraging thing, I think, was the fact that there were three other police officers standing, doing nothing. And so I wanted to kind of volley out to you guys, what are your, because initially until today, the other police officers were not um, held accountable. And again, we only have charges, not sentencing, Um, hasn't been all the way through yet, but what did you guys think about the response of the other police officers and how you feel their weight of responsibility in all of it? And be completely honest, even I if it's like your initial thought or has it changed?
2: Honestly, I think when I saw that, I was like, of course, I was like, they're an accessory to the fact you're just as guilty to murder as anyone else is. Just like we talk about bystanding, just like we talk about ignoring, um, issues at hand that's exactly what they're doing you're there to serve and protect the community yet you're not doing your job and you continue over and over and over to do this it's being shown on video now great this is amazing like maybe that can help but you guys know well not the thing is i do know police officers in the community that i've worked with that are genuinely like they have great hearts it's not those ones that we have that the issues are with it's the ones that have deep stemmed like inferiority issues that they really haven't worked on they haven't gone into any anti-black racism training, sensitivity training, I don't even know if they know when slavery started. So it's just like, I'm confused as to why, why do you feel like you can put yourself in a position to serve and protect when you're not, you're seeing murder in front of you, you're standing by based on your own fears of how you're going to be punished in your system that you work with. And you're standing by and watching innocent people like die and cry for help over and over and over and over and over again. Like, of course people are going to be triggered and trauma is going to happen. And there's so many mental illnesses that are, I swear every black person has mental illness. I'm just going to say that. Like everyone's yeah. dealing with something and yeah. some of them are afraid to go to therapists and stuff like that. So they're just sitting here and they're being triggered. And then it's coming to, I don't mean It's
3: like coming to <laughs> head. Yeah. I, I know initially I I thought that these other officers should be also uh, prosecuted and, and should go to jail. Um, and I again I asked my boyfriend, just wondering like his opinion, you know, he, he I, I'm just curious. And he said, Absolutely, it's their job and they are taught as a police officer, at least they are here in Canada, that if there is danger to anyone, then you take you, you help them. Even if it's a police officer who's putting that danger on towards someone else, it's up to you to the officer to serve and protect. And so they did not do that. They stood by and watched him die. And that's on them. So they're just as much guilty. Absolutely. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: for sure. And I love that. And so when we when again this is uploaded to social media. Goes viral um, in an influencing space. I have two, Michelle and Kelsey, are both influencers. Uh, what would what would your what would your timeline? Because I know we all follow different people. We all come from different backgrounds. For you, Kelsey, what did your timeline look like over maybe the first three or four days before, or the the days before um, Blackout Tuesday?
1: to be honest um i just carried on with my own personal content and i had conversations i think uh taylor you were the first person i actually had a conversation with and i had conversations with a few other friends to hear their input but it wasn't until monday where i i hate to say it but that's when it actually changed like many other people
0: and i think that's so incredibly honest and important to note because. Kelsey was one of those people who is I in no shadow of a doubt in LA to me. Um and asked really, really difficult questions that I can only imagine. Like, what was your mindset? Were you scared to reach out? And I want to ask that same question to Bit, um. I don't think I was actually scared to reach out to you
1: okay. I, know, I, I know you are a very open and honest person and you're really strong with your feelings and I respect that from you. So to me, that wasn't a scared situation. I think my most scared si- question for you was asking what I thought was an ally. I thought, yes. I <laughs> can we please recall that? I didn't know it was an ally. That's how oblivious <laughs> I was to everything.
0: She kept texting. She, we were having such a. It was so funny. We were having such a good conversation back and forth about all of this, and she goes, "You know, there's just something I keep seeing. Why? what, Who is? What is an, like at alley, Like, who is Allie? I Is that another person who passed?" And I cracked up. Like, I thought it was their
1: Karen. <laughs> yeah. it, was, oh.
0: it, was, it, was, it was. It was. It was like those little nuances that we don't even realize sometimes. As in, as people who speak up, how our messages might not really always every <laughs> single lingo that we say, like ally or um, what Black Lives Matter really means, it might not fully translate. And we, I think Janessa and I, have to be more conscious or understanding and empathetic to the fact that other people might not catch on as quickly. And so, to that breath, Michelle is on the other end, where you admitted to being nervous to reaching out. To me even though Michelle and I see each other well when it's not COVID because it's also COVID. Shout out to 2020. <laughs> Honestly. After another but um, you admitted to being a little bit nervous to reach out to me.
3: Yeah when it initially happened I wanted to and I know it you and in, I know your mom and in your household this would be a major conversation um, and I, I didn't want to be insensitive and i don't know i don't i don't even know why i didn't reach out i think also cuz i'm afraid of the conversation i'm afraid of the mm-hmm. the uh, the possibility of opening up the conversation i don't like the thought of you being black and me being white and that's a problem it really it hurts my heart to think that there is a difference i don't want there to be a difference but the problem that i've now come to realize is that there absolutely is a difference and we just, we need to talk about it so that we can understand it better rather than having, like we talked about the other night, a, you know, an elephant in the room yeah. and which, the, which I think there was a lot, which we just never really, we never went there. No, you know? I've so,
0: since I was 18. I'm now 26 and I don't think we've really had a race conversation until mm-hmm. this week, which is insane. But I, yeah, because it is kind of one of those things it's like, don't talk about politics, don't talk about religion, yep. don't talk about race. Yep. To that end, um, Janessa, for you, have you had people outside of people of color reach out to you as a resource, and what have those conversations been like for you? Or have been people been scared, or, or just haven't reached out? You're I think okay.
2: it's been a it's been a mix of both. Definitely, I have a lot. Honestly, um, primarily most of my friends are white. <laughs> Same. It, I have a lot yeah. of black friends too, but my closest friends are white, and that's just how it is. Um, so I think they've been really afraid to reach out to me. One of my closest friends since childhood was kind of a little bit hesitant to even speak up about the topic. Mm-hmm. And I told myself that I was not going to message her. And if she wanted to like reach out to me, that's fine. And I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to educate in the best way that I can. So yeah. I, I I saw a bit of hesitancy, which I understood because if I was in their position, t- honestly, I would be hesitant as hell too. Like I'm this this whole, um, these all of these things that have been going on are being popping up and I'm not too educated on it, but I want to help my friend. How do I do that? so i
0: get that i that's That's something that's something i've been thinking about too is you know we as a black community are asking um people non-people of color um to be empathetic towards us but i had to really check myself too because like you i'm predominantly predominantly my friends are white and i having not had a conversation with them and for a lot of people i'm their only black friends so I had to be empathetic to the fact that my knowledge on everything, because just kind of having it, because we're living it, will not be your same experiences. And I need to be understanding and patient because I, if you, I can only imagine if Kelsey, you message me and I'm like, girl, Google it. You're probably going to have a little <laughs> bit of a. Oh my God! Like, how would you feel if I said that to you?
2: I think it's really important uh, to have those conversations if we do have friends um within our circle as black people too to make those conversations happen because i do think it's important as well um people are afraid to reach out and i think right now it's all about acknowledging getting information out there and then changing changing the ways and really not moving backwards because that's what we don't want to do we want to keep on moving forward and make change that last
0: yes exactly so in that breath it takes me to Um, I was like, what Allie and I were talking about, what Kelsey and I were talking about, (laughs) is there's a bunch of of terms that have popped up in the last... Well, they've been around, but they've been even more in your face these times around. So one of those is obviously Black Lives Matter. One of them is All Lives Matter. And um, I mean, I haven't seen this time around Blue Lives Matter that much, but I wanted to because maybe it's still unclear, just kind of hear from maybe Michelle and Kelsey, your understanding of all lives matter, versus black lives matter. If and if you don't, if you don't know, just that's cool, too. Because we're, again, here to have an open conversation and hopefully break it down. Kelsey?
1: Uh, so I know for me that really at the beginning of everything well not really the beginning but at the start of um this whole movement i really believe that all lives do matter because mm-hmm. i just feel that everyone should matter but now i'm kind of more understanding the fact that it's more about black lives matters right now um because of everything that is happening surrounding george floyd we're really grinding down to what we need to who we need to support
0: exactly and I I already kind of know the answer that because we've talked offline but Michelle your initial understandings of all lives matter maybe lives matter too because again it's a conversation in your household that's very unique um to the three of us but um yeah your understanding of both of them
3: yeah I think um for so long I I always believed that it it should be said as all lives matter. And again, it's that ignorance of me saying, you're not different from me. So you don't need to have the difference. So let's all keep it the same. Um, but what I've come to realize, yes, all lives matter. However, this statement is specifically being used to let people know that there's a problem and we need to really, really nail that down and, and change that. And, and what it is, is that Black Lives Matter. And so with that statement, um, there's a reason why it's being said. Yes, all lives matter. I truly believe that. But let's keep it at Black Lives Matter because we really need to, we really need to like put you guys at the forefront right now. It's, it's important to make a change and that's what that statement is being used for in my opinion, which literally changed yesterday.
0: Exactly. And I think that's the important thing to note was that it took, understandably, um, because of just the whole realm of everything, it took a while for it to finally resonate what it truly meant. Because it's one thing to see those three words together, but it's another thing to really understand what they mean and the difference and why to the Black community, all lives matter sometimes feels very visceral and very, um, like we're disregarded. And um, Janessa, I want to know, because I I also know for me, it was probably two or three, it about two or three murders ago, sadly, when I finally understood what Black lives matter meant versus all lives matter. I wasn't someone outright saying all lives matter, but I kind of was like, don't really know if i'm fully there but that was about three or four murders ago and this term has been used since trayvon martin which was like years ago so it's not new but has did you always feel like you were up to date with everything or have you been having to do a lot of deep diving yourself as a black woman
2: um personally i think that i've definitely had to do more learning and more educating myself as well because as i say like we all have things to learn and we all have more um expansion to to with our mind and like learning about this black lives matter movement in the beginning i would say probably like you said yourself maybe after trayvon martin um i don't even know what instance but after seeing like so much repetitive circumstances I started to believe and really stand with the Black Lives Matter movement because I understood the difference in All Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter. Because me, you know me, like I'm very spiritual and I genuinely, genuinely love and only want peace for everybody. And I just want everyone to be at peace. But then it's like, if we're saying that, then like you said, are we disregarding the fact that there is a whole race, a whole like country of people that have been discriminated against, like the indigenous people. Honestly, mm-hmm.
0: it's that they should do. really say it
2: all. Like,
0: yeah, they've gone through.
2: They've so had- they've obviously gone through a lot, and I'm not comparing either of the um, two, but I'm just saying that we need to stick to one pro- Like, we need to step by step work on one problem. Like, Black Lives Matters are focus right now because people are dying. You're seeing it now. People in power, since your eyes are well, since we're basically taking your mask off, now you kind of should show what you support and show that, okay, we care about these Black lives. We want to stop um, having such high percentages in jails and locking people up and all of the things. So now I have a great, even more greater understanding. Like you said, I would say um, I've learned more within the past few weeks to months um, than I've had in a lot of years, especially working with organizations that help um, Black youth. But, like, there's always more learning to do. So from All Lives Matter, I went to Black Lives Matter, too, exactly. in a sense.
0: And I think that's something that's important for, you know, everyone to understand is that even for Black people, we are still in the process of learning, too. I have had to do so much learning, and I felt... I kind of initially with everything happening felt bombarded a little bit because I had so many people reaching out to me, rightfully so, but I wanted to myself make sure that I was giving the right information because it's very easy for the wrong information to be passed along or the um, to not be sensitive enough or understanding enough of what's going on. Even though I'm a black woman experiencing some of these things every single day, we... I really want that to be known to everyone, that it's a continued conversation and education that is necessary for every single person, Black people, white people, Chinese people, Latinos, everybody. And I think once you realize that not everyone knows everything, it's okay to, even Black people, ask questions and for our white friends to feel comfortable to step into the space. And I really loved... um, Obviously, there's been so many things posted on social media. But Michelle, you posted something today that I hadn't seen this poster. um, And I think it breaks what we were just talking about really down really well. It says, we said Black Lives Matter. We never said only Black Lives Matter. We know all lives matter. We just need your help with Black Lives Matter for Black lives that are in danger right now. And I think that's really important because I think sometimes when people hear Black Lives Matter, they feel like we're disregarding everyone else. And it's like, nope, right now our house is on fire. Your house could get embers from our fire instead of blaze. But right now we really need to put out this fire and we will be there for you too if your house catches on fire. Yes, exactly. Is, yeah, it's, that's a beautiful thing that we can all just realize is like we can be there for each other in moments and know that when you have our back we will have your back god forbid something happens so um yeah and so kind of moving towards that in the sense of also having the right information what something that was really miraculous i think that happened was something called blackout tuesday for someone who's hearing this in the future um who might not remember by the time you listen to it, if it's a year from now, who knows, but Blackout Tuesday was a day that was created by the Black Matters, uh, Black Lives Matter movement to post a black square on your Instagram. And what the intent was, was for everyone to continue the conversation and take a day off of posting selfies, your dog, what you eat this morning. Um, but very quickly, what we saw happen was people posting black squares and then silence and that was something that was super important to very quickly um change because what happened we the message got lost and i wanted to bring that up because it shows just how quickly people can catch on to something but if the wrong information is passed along that the effect of what we're trying to do um gets diminished so for Kelsey for you because I know you're like me girl you live on Instagram we love a good Insta we love a good Insta story what was it like for you waking up and (laughs) did you know about Blackout Tuesday before it happened or did you wake up to it
1: so on the Monday um I decided that I wanted to mute myself from Instagram of posting my own content that's just my own content not other content um from the first to the seventh I thought it I kept seeing all these people saying blackout Tuesday music industries saying blackout Tuesday. And I, I don't think I really understood, but when I woke up on Tuesday morning and went on Instagram, just forgetting about life in general at the time, Mm -hmm. you're just waking up and just seeing all these squares. And I was just like, Oh my goodness. Like, what is, what is this? So I just kept researching a little bit more and realizing that, people want it to spread the word even more by making all these squares and not just muting themselves for seven days.
0: And Michelle, I know that's kind of uh, the same kind of thing you experienced, but I think you, I know you, Kelsey heard about it on the Monday, but I know Michelle.
3: I did <laughs> not hear through. about it until Tuesday morning when I woke <laughs> up and somebody po- you posted about it. And then I saw a whole bunch of other people post about it. And I was like, well, Jeepers, like, I need to figure this out properly because I can't, I don't want to do it wrong. I don't want to neglect the, the situation. Um, and so, um, I mean, I've said this on, I said this on my podcast with you. I was waiting for you to wake up and yep. to be able to answer my questions. <laughs> but you know what it, it, what it did was it allowed me to be curious and it allowed me to spend hours researching. And so that's mm-hmm. what I did. And I can be completely honest with you, and sh- yeah, sure, it it maybe stops some flow of of information that was out there, and and now there's all these black squares for Black Lives Matter, which I did not do that hashtag, which I'm thankful for now. Um, and people people talk about it and say, you know, this isn't how we should do it. We should be spreading the information and. That's how I got my information. I, I went on to other black women's uh, Instagrams and I found the information and I educated myself about um, white privileged and about Black Lives Matter. And that's truthfully where I understood and listened and learned. And it really made sense to me because of the blackout. But with that, I I don't know that I would have done that. I don't, I, I never did it before.
0: Did you, did you feel, I wanted to know from all of us, yeah, Janessa included. Kelsey, what, did you guys feel a sense of, be honest, because I'm going to give you my honest opinion too, but did you feel a sense of peer pressure? Because for me, I felt I understood what Blackout Tuesday meant, but I don't know if that's the way I would have gone about it, because I think by that time, there was enough people who knew about George Floyd, about the protesting that had been going on for for, and that might be my experience, because I've seen Michelle shaking her head, so I'm going to get to that. Um, but for me, in my experience, because of how my timeline looked, I was like, everybody already knows. Yeah. Why are we taking a set? Like, why do we need black squares? And I was, and I did it because I knew it was the right thing to do. But I will admit, even me as a black person, I was like, why not post a picture of George Floyd with a caption? Why not mm-hmm. do this instead? So. Kels, Janessa, and then I think Michelle was shaking her head. So I want to know why, but for Kelsey, did you feel a little bit of a sense of peer pressure to do so?
1: I uh, absolutely, I definitely did. I didn't put a black square on my profile, to be honest, because I felt that peer pressure and, you know, I, I did. I did put a black um, square as my profile picture because I didn't want my voice as a black square to get lost with all the other proper information out there.
0: I actually like that you did that. I was actually seeing that before I came on the podcast. I'm like, that, I like, because that stays a bit longer. But um, Janessa, for you, the, did you post a black square? And if you did, why? Um, and if you did it? Yeah.
2: In the beginning, um, it was really late at night. I think it was at like 2 a.m. I was like, let me post a black, like, I was like, because I knew about black autisticity. I've been hearing about it from like the music industry and I've been seeing a lot of people posting that they were going to do this but then when I actually did it something just didn't feel right I was like why am I posting a black square when I think more importantly my voice should be heard right now so then I deleted my black square and I reposted um something that I felt was more meaningful and that's kind of the way I went about it because I feel like I think the black squares were good in the attention of getting the voices amplified on people that maybe needed to be heard um or that needed to be seen that would pop up more because there's these black squares and then the people that are speaking out you're seeing them um so that was kind of my take on it uh yeah i would say
0: and michelle right when i started talking about it i saw you because we're doing this on zoom thank god for technology but i saw you shaking your head like no so what was what was your thought about blackout tuesday and if you felt like it had the right effect um, in your life and on your timeline? Because again, we all follow different people. We all have different content that pops up every single day. So what was that like for you?
3: Yeah, you know, I've had this conversation with several people of different ethnicities. And um, my reason of why I did it was because, not necessarily peer pressure, but I, I did mine. I put on the Black Square listen, learn, love. And that felt good for me because that's what I was doing. I was listening to what the people were saying, I was learning more, and I'm just trying to give love as much as possible. But when I did that, I also really, really wanted to make sure that people like yourself were gonna continue to post because that's where I was learning. I spent, I honestly spent probably like two, three hours before I posted it to learn and to educate myself from the other black women online so i made the decision to do it myself but that i would continue to look and learn and figure out whatever everybody else was going to be posting and i you know i can go offline for a week and share this information and not share about you know food and what i'm doing in my day and my you know people people see that all the time like this is something that was hitting home for me and so for me, I am very thankful because, like I said before Blackout Tuesday, I was not paying enough attention and I did not educate myself enough. So, I'm just being completely honest with that. I was ignorant, and I'm I'm thankful for it.
0: I love you know that's that's great, and I think for anyone who, because um, again for me, because of my experiences, I'm like ugh, Blackout Tuesday really. But that's me, again, being ignorant to the fact and not empathetic enough to the fact that someone else could really benefit from their timeline going black and being like, what the hell is going on? Why am I not seeing the cute dogs? Where the outfits gone? I need to know what people are eating today. And it made people, it made the world wake up. And um, I really enjoy those different perspectives we all have there.
3: And Tay, it was a ripple effect. I had a a Zoom meeting that was planned with six of my best girlfriends from my hometown. And the conversation would have been there, but it would have been not as dominant. And I will tell you, that's all we talked about the entire time was about all all the topics that we've just talked about, white privilege, Black Lives Matter, and the meanings of it. We've sent each other books that we can get for our children. Um, all of the things like we just we continue with our with our messages now, and it's conversations about how can we educate each other and our children about uh, the black culture. So in my opinion, it has made a huge difference. And for you,
0: Kelsey, I wanted to know because you have an amazing husband, Jay, I'm a big fan of cup of tea. So shout out to him. I wanted to know what those conversations are like, maybe in your household or the point that you. Um, wanted to raise?
1: So my husband and I, um, we don't, we do talk about Black Lives Matter. Um, We're talking about so many topics at this moment, but I really wanted to talk about kind of what Michelle was speaking about um, with content and her girls' conversation in a Zoom call. Mm -hmm. But I've actually had a bunch of campaigns on Instagram that were to be released this week, and I have a huge shout out to all of these companies who have actually emailed me before I could even get to them to say we are going to put a pause on this campaign because we want to he- hear the voices of everyone out there and really focus on what really matters right now. So, That's I. Amazing it really gets me. I actually have chills right now, even just thinking about it and talking about it, but they've been just so incredibly understanding in this time.
0: That's, you know what, that's something I've seen too, is, um, I've seen a lot of brands not, and I've, but I've seen the majority of brands kind of do the same thing. Take a step back, say, we're not going to even be selling anything today. We're not posting anything. And for big business, I, is massive you know and it's not going to change everything but especially in the space of social media when you're so used to seeing it when they take a break it meant something and I know for me I had ads running that have been running for the the week prior and I stopped my ads and the person who um, helps me create them messaged me he's like did you know that your Facebook did you turn off your Facebook ads and I said you know what yeah I did because I don't feel comfortable right now having my advertisements that are on Facebook and Instagram pushing out content when this is what's going on. So I really like that you brought that up about the campaign, because social media is filled with influencers like yourself and Michelle, and um, the fact that you had the thought to do it, but they also reached out as well to say, you know what, not the time. Um, is really, really special and important. I think the biggest change, one of the big changes we've seen this time around. And throwing it to Janessa, I think you had uh, something to say before.
2: Yes, I was going to say, patients in my household around this, um, if I'm being honest, uh, most of my elders or my grandparents and parents are telling me like, they've seen this before.
1: Mm -hmm. They're
2: like, They're kind of telling me to calm down. Basically, they don't want me to get too enraged or too upset that I could do something or not make the smartest choices. I'm pretty level-headed and pretty calm. It takes a lot to get me upset. So just feeling the anger of the loved ones around me, like the younger generation, is really what's keeping my conversation going to try and help and share light with them. But my family and the conversations about this i feel like growing up we've kind of been instilled with these conversations Mm -hmm. so right now it's more of a okay janessa but try and use your voice in a positive way that you can help change basically is what the conversation for me is
0: i think that's um interesting because for me in my household um it's just my mom and i and one of the things but talking to other black women too is that on our end of things there's been a lot of um, exhaustion. I have felt emotionally, and I, I know it's not just Black people, but um, it's been quite emotionally taxing. And I think all of us sometimes forget, we don't forget what happened, but murder and a death, no matter who it is, is an emotional moment. It's an emotional event. So when it's the only thing we hear and see, which is important for us to go out, but I think we also all need to take some time also to do some self-care. I had a conversation with Michelle last night, and when I was done, as soon as we were done the call, I think I took like a deep sigh. I was like, and do you remember the first thing you said after our call?
3: Oh, yeah. I was like, "You when you had woken up, you were, and when we had first talked earlier that day, you were on fire. You were excited to talk about it. And by the end of the conver- of the, the podcast recording at like, what would it have been? Like 10 something? Yeah. You were exhausted. And I just like, I, I can only imagine, yeah, how you're feeling emotionally, physically, all of it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's been, ex- it, uh, yeah, it's true. It's been exhausting. And I want everyone to know that it's okay for everyone to feel exhausted because it is a very hard thing to process. It's a very eye-opening thing to realize and throw into your face that, you know, we have a big problem here and there's gonna be a lot of steps um, needed to take it. And it's gonna be a lot of years, it's gonna be a lot of laws, it's gonna be a lot of information, education, reform. And um, I don't really think right now there's a need to dwell on, the protests have been absolutely incredible. We've seen them in Toronto, we've seen them in all over the world, France, we've seen it obviously in America, people coming out in the thousands and that's important. I'm not even going to really go into the rioting because I feel like with any single pro- uh, protest we have these days, there's going to be a riot. But I think one of the one things I want to leave everyone with is what next? We've all posted the black squares. We've all posted the video. We've all talked about it, but what do you think is next? And I wanted to know Kelsey, how do you And maybe if you don't have a plan yet, that's okay. But um, what's next for you so that this doesn't just become another Sandra Bland. This doesn't become another Trayvon Martin. um, It doesn't become another Ahmaud Arbery. What, in your eyes, in your daily life, do you think is next for you?
1: I feel that the conversation is going to continue. Um, It should continue. it's going to be different now. I feel that so many people are way more educated um, on the matter and the seriousness. And I I hope one day, I really do, that something will come of this. It might not happen today, it might not happen tomorrow, but like you said before, it's one step at a time, one day at a time. Let's start eliminating some problems and we'll get to the root core of it.
3: And Michelle? Yeah, I, I, um, I was actually thinking about that this morning and I, I decided that I'm not going to let it just, you know, fizzle off. I'm going to continue to educate myself. Um, I've already got a list of books and different things I'm going to buy for my stepdaughter to continue to educate her. Um, and then I'm going to have more, um, people of color, black women on my podcast. That's one way that I know that I can share and and um, and make a difference and I haven't I don't know that I've had anyone other than yourself that's black. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm open and excited for that and then also brands. Um, buying from more brands. I know of a couple of things that I have already and I'm going to continue to buy those things and just be more more excited to yeah, find new things to uh, support black women. And black before people.
0: Jump, before jump to uh, Janessa Kelsey one thing I wanted to tell you and thank you for is not before long before all of the stuff Michelle is well um but Kelsey I didn't know you when I started a cup of tea which is my tea brand and you jumped in and have been so supportive um I'm like my voice is gonna crack up because I'm like not emotional but I cannot tell you the conversations Kelsey and I've had and how um much of a champion she's been and supportive and it's beyond a like it started off as you know an influencer friendship but it's transformed into something more and someone i really appreciate in my life and you've done that for a lot of small brands she's a very I, maybe you can even speak to it but you've always been a very very supportive person of local brands but um in the last week too her if you go on her stories it's like local black owned brands local this local that and when I tell you she puts in the work she really does because in the last couple days I've seen her influencer um handle from my affiliate go and be purchased a bunch of times so maybe before I jump to Janessa Kelsey you want to talk about how you started or maybe the I know the why but how why is this important to you to be so involved in the local and um, the businesses especially? Because you have an influence to do and you do it well.
1: I think it's really about the community for me and bringing everyone together um, locally to support our own area. Um, And I know I'm from Barrie, it's an hour from Toronto, three hours from Stratford. Um, But even helping out those companies that are even three hours away, it really puts a difference. And I just really believe in that. My husband believes in it and most of our purchases go towards local communities. And I've actually had many people message me uh, recently thanking me for the genuine content that I do create and how much they do respect that I do shop local and how much it helps them try to shop local as well.
0: Yeah, I've seen I've seen that long before all of this. So I just wanted to really highlight that because obviously I'm gonna put everyone's socials there, but you'll see it amplified on her on her platform. So I wanted to thank you for that. But for Janessa, we live it. This is we're in the thick of it a lot of this time. For you, how do we how do you continue to make sure that this doesn't fade? Um, for me, honestly.
2: I would say just continuing to advocate and continuing to spread knowledge in the best way that I personally know that I can. I know that I'm not the only educator and there's so many different options, but in my safe space and on my, my platform, I'm committed to con- knowledge, spreading this awareness and most of all, using my voice to share my stories because I feel like in the past I've been so just fearful of, I guess, showing that side of myself, which is so mm-hmm. weird to say, but just being authentic in that way. Um, so I think for me, it's really showing that. And a lot of people, maybe hopefully, will um, get a new perspective from hearing that and feeling that.
0: I agree. I think those, the education and making sure it starts young with the kids you can influence, Michelle. Kelsey continuing to champion so many brands locally and black women and black businesses um, makes an effect in Janessa doing the work that you do and spreading your spiritualism, your peace is important. And that's the, what I wanted to walk away with and why I'm so happy that all three of you are here because it shows that there's many different ways to pitch in. Helping and being an ally to our community doesn't mean you always have to be at every single protest. I wish I could go to the protest, but you know, COVID's out there and I will likely get sick. So I wish I could be a part of it, but I'm doing what I can on my platform. I'm doing what I can from, the, from my home and you guys are all doing the same. And so I wanted to thank you for being here, being able to be so open, share your time, share your honest opinions and honest, what you did know, what you didn't know, And I really hope that this time it's different. And I have faith that our generation is a generation to really start make changes for the generations that come after us. That being said, to continue the conversation, where can everyone find you guys on social media? Um, Kelsey, do you want to maybe throw your handle?
1: Yeah, it's Kelsey uh, L. Moran so k e l s e y l m o r i
0: n on instagram and Yeah. yeah michelle
3: um i'm you can find me on instagram at move life and it's move with a u so m u v e l i f e and also the podcast move forward
0: and i was on uh, michelle's podcast i think we both are coming the same day right uh tomorrow, thursday thursday yeah yep So two back-to-back conversations, keeping it going, because we got in deep over there too, um, slightly different talks about it it because one-on-one, but very, very important. And her podcast is incredible. She interviews a lot of really, 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 a a lot of women too, which is amazing. Um, From the holistic side, you're like a healthy warrior. So that's the (laughs) cool part that I love. And Janessa? And you can find me
2: at Coburn, so that's C-O dot B-U-R-N.
0: And where can people find on your page when they typically come?
2: So right now, you'll see a lot of things pertaining to Black Lives Matter and a lot of information that I think is useful. Um, besides that, I promote my book that's coming out in the summer, a poetry novel. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I also just, I do a lot of mindfulness techniques and meditation that I hope people can
0: benefit from. Yeah, I can't wait for COVID to be over so we can go crystal shopping together. But that being yes. said, that being said, this has been one of many conversations I know will happen. Um, I encourage everyone who's listening to educate yourself on what's going on. Use all of us, hopefully, if I can say that. how people reach out to you guys as resources. Um, and just really Continue to treat people the way you want to be treated and spread as much peace and love as possible. That being said, this has been a the first podcast back for Day One Day. And I have some really cool interviews lined up for you guys in the future. And uh, I really appreciate your time. So thank you for listening. And I will see you in the next one. Bye. Once again, thank you so much for listening. This episode was brought to you by my company, Cup of Tea Luxury Loose Leaf Teas. It is the most amazing, delicious organic teas on the market. We have green teas, black teas, white teas, dessert teas, everything that you could want in one place. Head over to cupoftay.com, that's C-U-P-O-F-T-E dot com, or at Cup of Tay Shop on Instagram and all other social media handles. The link is also in the description. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.